Welcome back, Scouts and Scouters, to another episode of the Scouting Guide Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to read all the merit books that scouting has to offer and talk about all things scouting. In this episode, we are going to be continuing going over the Sustainability Merit Badge book and reading everything in it. Um, if you have not listened to part one or two, I encourage you to go back to listen to those ones and then come back to this one once you're done reading that. Um, now let's begin, and once again we are on page 66. Use of Raw Materials This extraction of raw materials from Earth has social and economic effects, both positive and negative. Extracting raw materials can create jobs and economic growth, but extraction activities also have the potential to affect people's health and distribute or discipline communities. Taking raw materials from Earth may cause environmental damage, such as water scarcity, air and water pollution, and problems of waste disposal. Increasingly, ethics play a huge part in sustainable excursion of raw materials. Sustainable development of natural materials means preserving the environment, which can involve, for example, harvesting the appropriate times, replanting for the future, and restoring the land to health. More companies are embracing forest certification standards, like the Sustainable Forestry Inactive, to ensure that forest sustainability others are adopting fair trade policies and to try to pay for fair wages and improve the quality of life for those who cultivate and harvest products we need. For example, a company in Australia uses uses sandalwood oil on its fragrant products, Company leaders knew that deforestation, destruction of forests, was threatening the sandalwood supply from India, so they partnered with producer of Australian sandalwood oil to ethically source that raw material. The partnership creates a sustainable supply of oil from sandalwood that is harvested by the indigenous native communities in Western Australia. The company also works with local communities and a local partner in Madagascar, which is the source for 80% of the world's vanilla, to ensure a sustainable fair trade supply for vanilla from the island. They have adopted environmentally sound harvest and production methods. People in, in how sustainable agricultural methods can enhance their quality of life and help protect their future. These are just a few ways of, that businesses are turning towards sustainable methods to reduce the environmental impact on the planet, while at the same time earning profits. Now, you can meet with your counselor and talk about how harvesting and consumed and disposed of or recycled is part of current and the future talk, thinking and planning for sustainability. A roundup of sustainability issues. You don't have to look far to see the bite of plastic waste that makes it in our environment. Drive down any road in America against fence lines, and plastic bottles, wrappers, and containers tossed in ditches are accumulating in piles along the banks of creeks, rivers, lakes, and marshes. Plastic waste and trash vortex. Plastic bags are also among the top two items of trash found in our oceans, where they choke, strangle, and starve wildlife. The National Organic and Atmospheric Administration noticed that plastic bags can also cover living corals and coral reefs, which can lead to the death of the, re- of the reef. Many large coastal cities use barges to transport their garbage offshore and dump it in the ocean. This has caused an island of plastic to form off of the California west coast and is twice the size of Texas and ma- is made up of 7 billion pounds of plastic garbage. It is known as a trash vortex because the paveling ocean currents keep it swirling slowly around in a circle. The dead zone is choked with dead fish, marine mammals, and birds that have gotten strangled in the mess. 
zooplankton are small floating animals that drift with the currents, along with phytoplankton, tiny plants. Zooplankton make up the food supply upon which almost all organic organisms depend on to survive. Plastic pieces now outweigh surface zooplankton in the central North Pacific Ocean by a factor of 6 to 1, according to researchers. Plastic pieces poison the ocean environment. They attract and hold deadly elements like the PCBs, a pollutant used in coolants, transformers, capsators, and electric motors, and DDT, a chemical compound widely used in agricultural pesticide that Rachel Carson wrote about in his 1962, the famous book Silent Spring. Carson's book documented the ways pesticides harm the environment and wildlife, particularly birds, although both DDT and PB, uh, PCBs were eventually banned. These toxic, cancer-causing chemicals do not break down in the environment. When plastic enters water sources, it stays there. According to the Research Triangle Institute, every little piece of plastic manufactured in the past 50 years that made it into the ocean is still out there somewhere. The plastics that you use today will still be polluting the environment when your grandchildren are born. Keep these things in mind every time you use a plastic bag, drink from a polyesterine cup, or buy anything wrapped or contained in plastic. Instead, substitute reusable shopping bags, bottles, and containers, and do your part by spreading the word to end wasteful consumption of plastics. Electronic waste, also known as e-waste. When the highest, newest gadget comes along and replace our outdated computers, television, stereo, CD players, cell phone, or any number of other electronic devices, the old one often gets tossed in the trash. Americans now, on average, of 24 electronic gadgets per household. It's a terrible idea just to throw them away. All electronic scrap may contain contaminants such as lead, candium, and berlinium. These heavy materials can leak into your environment and landfills and spew out into the atmosphere as ashes from incinerators. It has become increasingly important to manage e-waste more carefully and effectively. A company headquarters in New Jersey has created a national recycling system for previously non-recyclable or hard-to-recycle waste, including electronic waste, with more than 20 million people collecting waste in over 20 countries. The program have delivered billions of units of waste and use them to create more than 1,500 different products that are sold in well-known retail stores. In the process, the company has donated more than $20 million to schools and nonprofit organizations that served as brigades to collect waste. Many Cub Scout packs and Boy Scout troops across the country have signed up to contribute to this program. Collecting electronic waste from their communities and other stuff that is not commonly recycled, such as used juice boxes and pouches, candy wrappers, and office products. In exchange for acting as a collection stands and shipping the waste of the company, scouts earn points for their troop for the waste they collect. Points earned can be redeemed for charitable gifts or a payment of a penny to a profit to, to non-profit organization or schools. Customer electronics now make up 1-2% to two to 2% of all solid waste. A great deal of energy and diverse often scares resources to go into manufacturing electronics. Instead of giving those devices the have-to when they have served their purpose, recycle electronic products even if you must go to some trouble to do so. Food waste. What are the benefits of turning food waste into compost? To start with, 
It is a source of free fertilizer for your plants. It is good for the environment and is easy to make compost as nutrient-rich hummus to the soil, which fuels plant growth and restores depleted soils. It also introduces beneficial organisms into the soil that are a natural way to ward off plant diseases and accelerate the soil. And often, composters use as a natural alternative to chemical fertilizers. How to compost. If you live in an apartment and only have houseplants, you might choose a a kitchen counter compost bin. If you live in the country and have a garden, lawn, shrubs, and trees, you can start a large compost pile and that will enrich the soil on your family's land. Here are some suggestions for how to build a compost pile outdoors. 1. Build the pile on bare earth so that worms and other beneficial organisms can get into the compost to accelerate it. Aerate it. Separate twigs or loose straw on the ground a few inches deep to aid drainage and let air into the pile. 3. Add compostable materials in layers, alternating moist ingredients such as food scraps, tea bags, etc. with dry materials such as leaves, sawdust, and wood ashes. Sprinkle wood ashes thinly to keep them from clumping together. 4. Add manure, clover, buckwheat, wheatgrass, or any other nitrogen source that helps speed up the composting process. 5. Keep the compost most, not saturated. When rainfall is scarce, water the pile, but do not soak it. 6. Cover the pile with plastic sheeting, wood carpet scraps, or anything that will help to serve to hold in moisture and heat. Two things that are essential for composting. Every few weeks, remove the cover and turn the pile with a pitchfork or shovel to introduce more oxygen when it is needed for the composting process to work. With your parents' permission, go online to find out more about composting or get tips from local nurseries. Many cities and country extension services also offer free classes in composting. Species decline. The world's biodiversity, number of different species on planets and animals, is declining at a record rate. According to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, I. UCN for short, an organization that produces an annual red list of the most vulnerable wildlife. Current extinction rates are less less than 100 to 1,000 times higher than natural rates found in the fossil records. The group reported, humans are the main reason for the decline of many of these species. Habit destruction and degradation are the leading threats, but other significant pressures include over exploitation for food, pets, and medicine, introduce species, pollution, and diseases. The IUCN has reported, in 2012, the Red List of Threatened Species noted that of 63,837 species assessed, 19,817 are threatened with extincting, including 41% of amphibians, 33% of reef-eating coils, and 25% of mammals, and 13% of birds. One strategy for preventing species decline is to protect and preserve wildlife habits. Governments and private organizations purchase lands to protect the wildlife and provide nature preserves. Areas and other strategies to manage our natural resources to provide critical wildlife habits, such as active forest management that takes into account the value of wildlife habits and conservation as well as timber values. Well-managed protective areas can benefit many species, yet only about 3.2% of Earth's land surface is currently protected, which is nearly not enough to preserve the world's biological diversity. Captive breeding programs in which endangered species are 
bred in captivity to increase their numbers, has had some successes in reintroducing species to wildlife areas. Ultimately, however, if a sustainable habit is not available and a few unreleased animals survive, those reinductions may end in failure. Many organizations work to increase sustainable wildlife habitat and have been successful in helping species recover from exportation, aka the disappearance of species in certain areas and near extinction. Scientific research and public education play a big role in helping people understand the needs of certain species to help them recover. Many species have been reestablished and their populations stabilized in areas where they once thrived, including the American bison, eastern wild turkey, American bald eagle, white-tailed deer, wolves, and grizzly bears. Animals, fish, and birds cross natural borders, and marine mammals reverse vast oceans, so there is a great need for internal agreements to protect biodiversity. Cooperation among nationals is critical to protect wildlife, marine life, amphibians, birds, and pollinators, which are bees and bats. Two important international agreements to protect threat threatened or endangered mammals were crafted by the International Whaling Commission. These regulates commercial hunting of whales and the conservation of the international trade in endangered species of wild fauna and flora, which regulates the buying and selling of endangered species in their parts such as rhino horns, skins, and ivory. Much more must be done to slow the destruction of wildlife habits and protect our environment and ecosystems, which is one more reason why leading a sustainable life is how every scout can take a big step for humankind. If you have a yard, one way you can help wildlife is to turn your lawn into a sustainable habitat for birds, butterflies, and bees. Uh, by providing food in the form of plants and attract and sustain birds, butterflies, and bees, and by providing water cover and places for wildlife to raise their young. Your garden can qualify as a place for wildlife to raise their young. A certified wildlife habitat by the National Wildlife Federation. You can also work with your scout troop and local schools to transform your school property into an educational wildlife garden. Discuss with your counselor how human activities can endanger animals and plants and contribute to species extinction. What do you think can be done to stop the decline in wildlife and its impact on a sustainable environment? World population. The diverse life on Earth is interconnected in a web of life. Maintaining biodiversity is crucial to the welfare and future of human life. Biodiversity also contributes mightily to the quality of life on Earth, providing climate regulation, fiber, food, clean water, and clean air. Many of our medicines come from plants. We rely on wild population of fish, shellfish, trees, and many other species for food, rubber, wood, and other products. When a species becomes extinct, it diminishes our lives and those for future generations. Consider how the world's growing population can reduce biodiversity. You may want to do research on your own before you speak with your counselor about the needs of the world's peoples affect the sustainability of life on Earth. Climate change. On any given day, you might see the weather change from a sunny to and warm to cold and thunderstorms. As you go through each year, you see the seasons change from spring to summer to fall to winter. Earth's climate may be changing too, but in ways that are more significant and far-reaching than daily or seasonal shifts in the weather. 
While Earth's climate has gone through many periods of change as in its long history, the actions of people may now be adding significantly to the changes. When people around the world started burning large colonies of coal, oil, and natural gases to power their homes, the burning of these fossil fuels began releasing large amounts of carbon dioxide. Most scientists agree that fossil fuels are a significant factor in our changing of climate. Greenhouse gases exist naturally in the atmosphere. As the world's population has grown, however, the added gases from human activities seem to be causing Earth to grow warmer at a faster rate, and have set off many other changes in, on the land, in the atmosphere, and in the oceans. These changes affect animals, plants, and people in many ways. Scientists predict that higher temperatures can lead to more droughts, wilder and more extreme weather due to changing rim and snow patterns, less snowpack and rapidly melting glaciers, shrinking sea ice, and thawing permafrost. Less rain can mean water and sources dry up in some locations, while too much rain can cause devastation from terrible flooding in other places. More hot days can be crop harvests similar and stick in animals and people. Oceans play an important role in keeping Earth's carbon from absorbing excess carbon dioxide, can make it harder for corals to build skeletons, and for shellfish to build in shells needed for protection. As the acidity in the ocean rises, more and more marine species may be unable to produce and may die out. Severe heat waves and stronger hurricanes are other possible effects from climate change. These changes may make it too hot to grow in certain crops and could reduce the amount of water available for irrigation. Raising temperatures and an increase in the intensity and number of droughts worldwide will likely cause freshwater supplies to diminish. People will likely to make lifestyle changes using less water in their homes and businesses. Heat waves, severe storms, air pollution, and diseases linked to climate may have leave people at risk for illness, especially infants, the elderly and disabled, and those who live in big cities and along coastlines. Heat waves can be lethal for people who are already ill. Most plants and animals live in areas with specific climate conditions that allow them to, th to survive. Any change in the climate of area can affect the plants and animals living there, and the entire ecosystem they depend on to survive. Some species are already moving to cooler locations. On a warming earth, plants and animals that live in cold places such as the Arctic may not have sustainable places to live any longer. Um, some scientists predict that up to four, one-fourth of all plants and animals on earth could become extinct within the next 100 years. Reducing the use of fossil fuels and reducing garbage waste gives the coral reefs a better chance of surviving the effects of climate changes. Forests are particularly sensitive to climate change because they can't get up and move when it gets too warm. Forests provide homes, shelters, and food for many kinds of plants and animals. Trees protect water quality in rivers, lakes, and streams. They also filter out many pollutants out of the air we breathe. They can lower heating and cooling costs when near homes. Severe droughts and the extreme fire conditions that result when long-term drought conditions take hold are expected to occur more often. On a warming earth, wildfires may occur more often, spread faster, and burn more forest land than they do now. To do some climate change research on your own, find a map that shows the pattern of global temperature changes for a period of at least 100 years. Discuss with your counselor the major factors and scientists believe affects the world's climate and temperature. You might also share your ideas about the series of climate change and how you can find solutions for the problems it predicted to create. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Scouting God Podcast. Next week, we will be uh, discussing a different topic and not reading my budget book, but discussing a different topic. 
Anyway, see you guys later.